I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to edition number 156 of the Glovers Cast. And sorry we're a little bit late, but uh, if you're listening to this sometime around about 10 o'clock on Monday, the 28th of March, you'll probably have worked out why. Yes, it is true. Darren Saul has left as manager of Yeovil Town. And if they haven't announced it yet, they will do soon, is taking up the position at Woking. So we did hear about this last night, but we decided that we were going to stick to the embargo that we were asked to stick to and uh, we decided that we would delay this podcast until that embargo fell we think that's what reputable media do other people take a different way talking of reputable media <laughs> welcome mr ben barrett and mr ian perkins shots fired from coats early doors yeah, shots the, the... fired <laughs> Because not at anyone in particular. I'm just aiming wildly into just, the night Just garden. anywhere into the global region yeah. of media. Are you we know. are we reputable because we've been on the BBC? Well, I yeah. haven't, but Two you do us, have. have so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, Dave's yeah. award-winning, so he's wow. you know, how I think he's even more yet. reputable than us, isn't yeah. he? Really? Exactly. My we- reputation precedes me, unfortunately, for me. <laughs> I still think we need to complete the trifecta and get Dave on one of these northern games at some I point. Couldn't agree more. I'm not sure I can do Halifax, Dave. Get in there, son. Do it. Honestly, my I, I listened to Ian at the weekend, and uh, 
tactic, uh, like just noticing things happening on the pitch, it would just pass me by a lot of these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see, just Northfield's taking up a position in that. I'd just be like, oh, just Northfield's on. I didn't realise that. But like Chris Camaro, wouldn't I? Yeah. Has he come on, has he? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Are we, are we going for, a, are we avoiding talking about this? The, the, the elephant in the room. <sighs> Um, I feel like we should talk about some football because the football was really good. Yeah. But the you overriding, <laughs> well, the overriding conversation has to be the breaking news that Darren Sahl has left us for Woking. Alan Dowson sacked not long ago, and they have clearly decided, through one way or another, that Darren Sahl is their man to take over. All we know for now is that Charlie Lee is going to take over for the foreseeable future. Um, and, in Yeovil town terms, that could be any length of time. Could this it? podcast I comes mean, out three at, months is. This podcast know. comes out at ten a.m. That part alone might be out of date by the time we reach lunchtime. Yeah. So, Charlie Lee is going to look after the team who wasn't even going to be assistant manager a couple of months back, is now taking charge. <sighs> it would be nice to have. Wouldn't it be nice to have had? Carl Dickinson, Jimmy Smith, Charlie Lee, all those players who decided to knock it on the head at the end of last season. Wouldn't it be nice to have a group like that around in a situation like this? Because it's troubling, isn't it? Well, well I am. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, and you, you're all going to laugh at me now, but I'm very glad that we've got people like Ruben Reed and Mark Little at the club. Mm, without question. No, I completely yeah. agree with you. Chuck Luke Wilkinson in there as well. Yeah, Luke um, Wilkinson, yeah. Lawson. Yeah, yeah, Lawson, exactly. Those players are now are hugely, hugely vital for what the rest of this season looks like. Um, the WhatsApp chat over the Saturday was mostly me doing some ridiculous maths. Hashtag <laughs> win them all was back on the cards. People. And that math hasn't changed in its most ridiculous sense. So I guess, I guess the the questions we should be talking here, we have to come up with our own hashtag GCQs on the fly. Did we expect it? Did we expect this decision right? Did you expect the email to drop into the Glover's Cast inbox? Embargo, 10am, sam.collard at ytfc.net or whatever it is. Did anyone expect it? Didn't expect it. Not not now, right. anyway. It, but... Not after... Not after... Yeah, not after the scenes yesterday, but you know, perhaps in hindsight, after the scenes yesterday, what better way to go out if you're Darren Sale? Tell us about those scenes. We, Dave and I weren't there. Tell us about those scenes. Tell us about the environment, the atmosphere that saw that game. Is there a chance he'd already told the players and they went out and gave one heck of a performance for him, for this era, and for what was going on on the day on top of everything else? What? Tell us a little bit about the environment yesterday saturday it was it was it was like a it was like a little bit like the old days in 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 a certain sense in you know the early goal got the crowd up got us very vocal there was lots of chance and the south end supporters were in the away end for the second half so they were shouting and going as well so you had a an atmosphere you had this feel good feeling before the sun was out uh, obviously lee collins daughters were there Picking the tunes, which went down, went down well with me. Love a bit of Bruno, and uh, <laughs> a bit of Let It Go, yeah. <laughs> all of that and the YMCA. Um, 
yeah there was just a feel-good atmosphere you know like it, it's a little thing like because lee collins daughters were on the pitch i haven't seen kids on the pitch like mascots or anything all season but it was like oh it's nice to see kids running around kicking the ball at the goal and all this sort of stuff that you see back along um yeah you know after the game you know nice win everyone on the pitch like everyone all the staff you know and before the game with uh minutes applause it was just a real united feeling that you know yesterday at five o'clock felt like springboard and now it feels like diving board oh nice thank you nice. Dave, Dave write that down I've, I've, I've literally got the pen out not clicking <laughs> pen I've got the pen out yeah it felt like springboard now it springboard. feels like diving board very good um the football what an eight minutes! Let's 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 do the football first. Oh, we still we'll, avoid. We still avoid. I was going to say we're, we're we're desperately trying to circumnavigate. Let's at least do eight minutes of football. Okay. Yeah. Four yes. minutes in, the boy Ruben bags up, and then TK bags doubles up. up. <laughs> Bagsman. Bagsman, absolute bagsman. Reed and Knowles two nil. Eight minutes. What the hell happened early doors? What 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 was in the in the Lucasade bottles pre-match? I don't know. We just got going. We were just straight at them. And obviously I talked about their South End's tactics. They they'd been playing a back four and they switched to a back three. And the three centre backs didn't know where to stand. I think one of them was new uh, to the club. So um didn't really know what they were doing. They didn't really have any real patterns of play going forward and moving the ball around. And we just hunted them down and chased them down. Like Gorman and Worthington were fighting at everyone's heels. And they they played quite high. And when Charlie Wakefield's in the mood and you can, you know, the, the passes are working and coming off, you can get him behind them. And he had them on toast most of the times. And obviously the second goal comes from a classic... Wakefield Knowles combination. Um, yeah, just again, it was. I think we probably played better on Tuesday, but because we took the lead, the two goals so early, we just let South End try and figure us out, and they couldn't. Do you fancy just... a bit? Do you fancy a bit of uh, one line player ratings quite quickly to rattle through so we can talk about, you know, the other thing? At seven. Uh, yeah, at seven. Yeah, Lawson yeah. Diaz. Oh, I wasn't expecting you to start in the middle. Um, in the middle. Because <laughs> uh, I might not do all 11. I want to get the important ones in. Okay, give him a, I would give him a five, I think. Yeah. You can have a little, you can have a little line if you want. Okay. Um, I haven't got any with me at the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, a five. He, obviously it was his first 90 minutes, came off before the end, but... Um, Tired towards the end, but just everything good came from him. Just the way he... there was a moment where I thought no other player would do this, but the ball was coming to him at a certain height, like at his head. Instead of like nodding it on the other way, he flicks it back like gently so that he can then control the ball and do something else with it. It's like he sees everything that's going to happen in the future. He's just, yeah, he had moments where it was like he just knows. If I play it to this player, 
he's not going to know what to do with it when he gets it. Whereas if I do this, they've got acres of space to run into, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if you borrowed that phrase from former Yeovil Town manager Darren Sal, but uh, he did oh, say that. Weird. His, he, he did say that in his uh, in his post match <laughs> about how Lawson sees the game in the future. Said exactly what you've just said there. Oh well, great minds. There you go. So I think he's <laughs> right, in charge now. You know, he's <laughs> basically got the same brain as Darren Sal. So. <laughs> We, although we have completely lost the idea of quick fire. That was at least a oh, paragraph. Right. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't say how long the line needed to be. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Ted can, after a couple of uh, moments, previous matches. <laughs> uh, did his job, so we'll give, him, we'll give him a four. He didn't have a lot to do. A couple of saves, a couple of ricks on some kicking, but <laughs> came out unscathed. Mark Little's shorts. Seven out of seven. Beautiful. How was Mark Little in the shorts? <laughs> oh, he's just class, isn't he? Just so relaxed. The most relaxed man on a football pitch. And yeah, love him. Uh, Morgan Williams at left back. Uh, five out of seven, because we've just come to expect Morgan Williams being good. Okay. Uh, Matthew Worthington, is he an EFL player again? Needs to do this for 10 games in a row. Very good. Um, it's kind of one of the ones I really want to clarify. We've touched on Ruben Reed, we've touched on Tom Knowles, Charlie Wakefield. We said was good. Noy fell off the bench very quickly. Good reception uh, for him. Yes, I wish Alex Bradley had passed to him at the end so that he could have had a bit of glory. Um, but yes, quiet. He, he was through the middle, so he 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 was rather than out wide with chalk on his boots, he was right through the center, so he didn't really quite work in the same way that it did on Tuesday. Do you think you're falling in love with Mark Little as well as Tom Knowles? You just yeah. said, I love him. Right. <laughs> which makes me think. <laughs> Maybe. He's he's just a he's just a classy player. He just never looks panicked at any point and is just he doesn't I don't he doesn't see things in the future the same way Lawson Diath does, but he knows exactly where he needs to stand in order to resolve any situation. Like he's never, he never gets caught. He's never out of position so that he's got to make that last ditch tackle or, you know, bring someone down. It kind of covers everything I wanted to cover. I think we now need to talk about the fact that our manager has departed. Um, when do you think he knew? When do you think he kind of sorted this out? I, the reason I think about that is because he brought George Neufeld back to the club. In theory, he could have told Luton to wait a minute and I'll take you to Woking and play you there. Um, he's clearly cares so deeply about this football club, but he's clearly made a decision at some point over the course of the last, I don't know, week, 10 days, when was Alan Dawson sacked? Um, March. Start March. Third okay. March. So he's had what? couple of few weeks, a few weeks. Not sure what kind of processes there was in place. How long do you think he's known deep down in his heart or even officially in his mind? Uh, well, he, I, I think he knew before the game. Apparently he told some of the senior players after the game. So that would suggest that he knew before the game. I'd imagine he's had an interview for the job. Um, so I would, I'd say he might have known a week, probably. Um, but if, like you say, he's been talking a lot in the last few weeks, hasn't he, about next season and this is a glimpse of what the future could be. And I think we all probably thought that that meant he's hoping that he's going to be there. Um, and, and maybe it did. Who, who knows? But, 
you do also think maybe this is maybe misty eyed and rose tinted glasses and all of that but maybe he thought I do want to leave something behind. I don't want to be, yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure once he's awoken, his interest will be awoken. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he comes back and tries to pick off a few of the players who are going to be out of contract because he'll know who they all are, won't he? And he'll he'll know them inside out. And he, for his name, him and Tell before Tell left, um, seemed to get mentioned by the players constantly. So. It, that worries me as well. The fact that they, they, you know, we could lose a lot of players as a result of this. And um, I say as a result of this, I mean, it goes back to the takeover, the uncertainty, the, mm-hmm. the you know, what is going on, the absence of a chairman, the absence of any kind of anything. I mean, I'm assuming, unless he's a very good liar, Darren Sahl hasn't been told, given any hint or glimpse as to what the future is going to be. I'm guessing... Uh, you know, if if uh, Simul Sports or anybody who wants to buy the club has spoken to him, can only assume by this decision that they've told him that he's not involved anymore um, because, you know, he, he's moved on. But it, again, it's another thing that the whole uncertainty around what the future of the club is is to blame for. And there's a lot of... Uh, Scott Priestnell has a lot of blame on his hands, but there's other people that have got blame on their hands as well. And I know there's due diligence and there's this and there's that, but it just goes to show that things are, are, are falling apart. And if you want something to buy, well, get, you better get, get, get yourself... Uh, get your gates on, Mr... Jenkins, Mr... Collis, Mr... Insert name here. Or misses in certain name here. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the biggest concern for me, actually, out of all of this, is that I kind of assumed that I don't know. I had in my mind that come the summer, regardless of what happened, a manager would have a base set of players that they could work with, or Darren Saul would have the club that he could work with. At the moment, it doesn't look like either is going to happen. And how many times have we heard people saying we are playing for the manager? Sonny Blulow Everton is with us because of the manager. Josh Neufel is with us because of the manager. Luke Wilkinson is with us because of the manager back from day dot when he joined us. You think about the fact that he said that him and Josh Staunton are really close and have, have really been close together during this last couple of years since he joined us. Lawson Diaz as well. Yeah. Lawson Diaz holds a huge amount of credit to this, to the manager. Even Ruben Reed going forward. These players have an affinity to him as much as the football club because he has been the football club for the last two, three years, two months, two years, nine months and nine days as this goes out. He has been the football club alongside Terry Skiverton. And to lose those two fairly significant chunks of your foundation is a massive, massive concern. And we now have to know what this football club looks like. It's no longer a case of wanting to know because at the end of every season, if we were to lose every player and redo it, fine. It's happened before, it'll happen again. But this is no longer about redoing an entire squad. This is about redoing an entire club. Because the man who has led our club through thick and a lot of thin, in the face of thin and been the face of it, is no longer with us. We now need to know exactly what's going on. And it's the biggest concern for me of all, is that the future of this football club now hangs on Charlie Lee in the dugout. And that's not fair on Charlie Lee. That's not fair on any of the players, especially when we're in such a a good little vein of form. 
this is going to be what? Is this going to be a sucker punch to us now? How do this not get up and go for Barnet? How do this not get up and go for three relegation, three sides staring down the barrel of relegation next? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned this evening about what our team looks like going forward. And I shouldn't be. I should be sat here saying, win them all. We're only 11 points off Grimsby. I think the um, the biggest concern for me is the absence of any legend at the club. In the past, there was you know Skivo, who bled green and white, was there to pick up the pieces, or Darren Way was there to pick up the pieces, and you know because Darren Sal has been such a you know he is the voice of the club isn't it there's no one else there's no one else he was the voice of the club there was no one else talking there's no one there to pick up is it is there like how can how can charlie lee go from you know he was sat on his sofa enjoying a a brief spell out of retirement wasn't he a, a month two months ago and now he's the manager of yeovil town football club and he's got and and he he was brought in because it was too much for one bloke who's Darren Sal who's done it for forever in a day. Now he's bloke, he's now one bloke on his own. Is it going to be too much for him? Who steps up? Does he have to go out and get an extra pair of hands to the end of the season? Who does he go and get? Who does he go and grab to help with? Is that where Luke Wilkinson has to step up now? Maybe they send Josh Staunton off to go get his surgery and he becomes assistant manager till the end of the campaign. A ridiculous situation to even be in. Yeah. But do we not now need an extra pair of hands in the dugout? <laughs> Who's... Well, is that, but there's no one to make that decision. No, exactly. And that's, you know, in normal circumstances, you'd have a chairman, no matter, like, for all Hayward and Fry's faults, they were on their way. They knew they were selling the club in, you know, whatever, February, March time, 2019 but they didn't jump ship and <laughs> shirk you know, their responsibilities is no, the word you're looking for i think they were still there i mean fry still is at every game um they, the state, i mean let's let, let's read the statement verbatim that we received at whatever time it was 504 p.m Yeovaltown can confirm the departure of Darren Sal with immediate effect. Dahl, who has been, Sal, who has been with at the helm since 2019, has accepted an offer from another National League side. We now know that to be Woking. All that Yeovaltown would like to place on record for, uh, to Sal for all his efforts over three seasons in charge. We wish him all the best in his future endeavours. Charlie Lee will take interim charge of the football club for the foreseeable future. We will not be making any further comment at this time. <laughs> Is Our there chair- no one here to make a statement? Chairman was happy to say we were at fault for the fact that Joe Quigley was sold. Yeah. He hasn't even got um, the balls to say thanks for taking this football club to the playoffs and thanks for fronting this team up through our darkest days. It's odd, isn't it? You know, he put out a statement. He was on the, on the Terry Skivett announcement. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand. Maybe. Was, may, oh, was his guy. He was I was going to say, yeah. And, 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 and we, we, everybody knows that they... They, they were friends. You only had to look at the seeing the two of them talk to each other. You know, I'm, they've got mutual acquaintances, haven't they? So, would you we, still be friends? Would you still be friends well, exactly. with someone who's you've left got a, you got, hung out to dry for that's it? That's it. Years. How many months? It's going to be a part of it, isn't it? 
I mean, there is, I think when you look at Darren Soule's time as manager, there's like an act one and an act two, isn't there? And I think since Lee Collins passing, he has been faultless as the leader of the football club. The only, you know, the, the, he's the head of it all, isn't he? Yeah. He's the only person who's fronted up for anything this whole time. Yeah. Um, and you know, he'll always he'll always be a I will always think of him fondly as a manager for you know that period of time and how he handled yeah. everything. Yeah, and, yeah, couldn't agree more. And yeah, I know, you know, I know after the Weymouth game this season, I thought that was it. I thought his time was up, but Prove me wrong, as I've said many times, and prove people wrong again as he's turned this little run round and, and got us some wins. And, you know, talk about a man who was managing a football club with his hands tied behind his back. Right? Gets his top scorer sold out from underneath him and still manages to carry on and do his day job and I imagine he wasn't doing his day job for a high wage. I'm sure he was doing it for the love of the football club and the group of men that he had around him to coach. And, you know, you heard him talk about how um, how much he was enjoying coaching these players and developing this group. And Jesus Christ, imagine if he takes <laughs> takes a chunk of this group. Right? For nothing. Yeah. For nada. Tom Knowles, free. Wakefield, free. Staunton, free. Smith, free. Gone, 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 gone. To Woking. Well, wait a sec. How many guns was that for this title? Gone, gone, oh. gone, gone, gone. To well, Woking. yeah, that's, that's the other thing to talk about. Eh? Woking. Freaking Woking. When was the last yeah. time Woking took anyone off us? They were part-time up until last season, weren't they? They're full, they became full-time this summer. They, they, they couldn't, but they, they, they would have had to check the email that they got through when Darren Sal's application dropped. They, really? That guy, they wouldn't believe their friggin' luck. I tell you one thing they do offer that we don't offer certainty. Yeah, yeah. they've given him this job. Yeah. He's got a job. He's spoken so many times about how he's a husband and a mm. father and all of these things. If he applies to that job, if he gets that job, he knows he's in that job for at least a season, maybe a couple of seasons. Don't know what the length of, um, of his contract is. We can't offer him that because we're but we, we don't have anybody with the backbone to be able to offer it. We don't have anyone with the, with the credentials to be able to offer it. There's nobody there. Nobody there. I mean, bloody hell, it wouldn't surprise me if there's someone said, oh, James Hillier will sort it out. James Hillier seems to do everything at the, at the not everything at the club, but uh, he you know, seems to be the person that the leadership, in inverted commas, look to and say, oh, he'll do it. Stadium manager. Does that mean he manages everything to do with the stadium? Blimey. But he, he, might, he might have to manage the players within it. Exactly. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a real concern, isn't it? Look, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of anger on this podcast. A lot of we've we've completely thrown rule two out the window because we've had to rule, <laughs> completely had to rule it out. I I do want to say that I'm really, really grateful for having Darren Sal as a manager of this football club. And not just post Lee Collins' tragic passing, but pre Lee Collins' tragic passing. Taking over a club, I was looking at the dates, he had one month and four days between being appointed and the first league match of the season. 
to get that group together, that first group of which Collins was, of course, such an important part. Wilkinson, Charlie Lee came in, Dickinson was reintegrated, Nelson in goal, Reese Murphy up front, on all that squad, Duff has reintegrated. Craig, Craig Alcock reintegrated. Craig Alcock reintegrated. How then, was Craig Alcock ever disinte- disintegrated? Uh, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? But he brought everyone back together and he brought fans back together. He did that yeah. by bringing this team that would just run themselves into the ground and do only the other thing that we've always wanted. We didn't necessarily demand to win every game of football as long as the players give absolutely everything. We didn't do that when we left the Football League. We did do that in that first season in the National League. And for me, I'm really grateful for that more than anything. It would have been very easy for a lot of people to have never come back to the football club. And there's a fair chunk that probably haven't done since leaving the Football League. But those who stuck around were rewarded with an entertaining, exciting, attack-minded football team that they could get behind and did well to get to a playoffs in the ridiculous game against Barnet where we should have won 9-1 and ended up losing 1-0 or whatever it was, 2-0. It could have been different on another day. Second season rips apart for, for a million different reasons, none more so than, of course, the passing of Lee Collins. And the way he handled that and fronted up for an entire football club is sensational. Absolutely sensational. He deserves a whole amount of credit for having to rebuild another squad this summer basing it around the young players. We could never have imagined what Charlie Wakefield could have done for this team. And he's plucked him out of nowhere. You know, we brought in Mark Little and everyone went, oh, geez, had a big injury, but he got him back and he was worth it. You could see what the manager was thinking. Grant Smith, where's he plucked Grant Smith out from? But he's brought him to Yeovil from Chesterfield. He's got Josh Staunton going. He's got Max Hunt going. He's got all of these players going. He's brought us almost three complete units of players. And if it wasn't for ridiculous extenuating circumstances, he could have done so much more. He could have done so much more. On a personal note, the fact that he allowed us, me, on the Glovers cast, to come and ask him stupid questions, occasionally pokey questions, and for him to have the ability to answer them properly. On a personal level, I'm entirely, I'm really grateful to him on that level. And I, you know, I make no apology for saying that. And I will make sure Sam sends him a thank you on my behalf, because I'm very grateful for that. This football club is a better football club for having Darren Saad as a part of it. And I think today's news is a huge, huge error going forward. Any new, any new consortium, I think, should have given Darren Saad a charge, a, a chance. Instead, the big reset in the summer looks almost inevitable now. And that is really hard to take. They may not have been... You can only assume they weren't given the opportunity or it's not their place to until until the time arrives and they're making decisions. Oh, no, no, no. But my, that, I'm just going off my opinion that I think Darren Sell should have been given a clean slate to start again. That's what I'm saying, regardless of who takes over. So the one thing I've wanted for him on three seasons is a proper chance. Season yeah. one, he has 10 minutes to put a squad together. Season two, he doesn't know whether or not we're going to kick a ball and then the season does what the season does. Season three, he's on a hands behind his back shoestring budget and he pulls out these kids that are doing wondrous things all i all i've ever wanted for darren Sar was a proper crack at it we didn't deserve we this football club didn't deserve someone like him and that's the saddest truth of it all we don't deserve darren Sar, and yet he still gave us absolutely everything and that for me is the toughest thing to accept and that's what 
That's what I'm, and that's what I'm genuinely gutted about. Feels like an absolute sucker punch. I am genuinely gutted that Darren Sala is no longer part of the Oval Town Football Club. In the same way, not to the same level, but in the same way, I was genuinely gutted about Terry Skivert and leaving as well. Not to the same level because Skivo Skivo, and he's a different character, and we'll build the statue one day. But I'm, it's the same, it's the same feeling. Sorry, Dave, you were going to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think the one thing about this this decision, if this decision is Darren Sahl's decision. Yeah, I think Darren I'm... Sahl has decided to leave for Darren Sahl's reasons, which are, you know, as he said time and again, that he's a husband, he's a father, he's all this, he has to know where his mother is. And I don't blame him for a second, because as nope, I said before, they give, they, they give him certainty. And I think... I, I agree with 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 a lot of what you've you said there. I think at the, the start of our first season in the National League, I said all I wanted was for us to win more than we lost and to enjoy it again. And we did that. That that first season, we definitely did that. The second season, I don't think we did do that. And I, and I think up until that's going to sound weird, but up until a year ago, and the, and and the death of Lee Collins. Probably did start to question what Darren Sahl was was about, both as a you know as last um, de- December, mm. I was on the BBC. Me and Ben were on the BBC before <laughs> yeah. before the game against Oldershot on December the 29th or whatever. After that Boxing Day debacle, yeah, yeah. After the Boxing Day debacle up Torquay, we were on, and I said then he had two games to save his job. He won those two games, <laughs> beat Oldershot and then beat Torquay. So proved, proved me wrong, didn't he? But yeah, as you both said, everything that he did around Lee Collins, you know, you, you, you're head and shoulders above anyone. And I don't know Darren Sahl from the next person I bump into in the street. I don't know what he's like. I can judge him purely on his public face and his his, his um, ability as the manager of my, my football team and I think when I look back in my uh, in my advancing years which I'm not quite there yet but when I look back and I think about good managers that, that I've seen he'll, he'll be in there he won't be top three or four I don't think but um, he'll be he'll be up there think about the, the context in which he's managed the football yeah. club and that is what will be that is what is so memorable and we'll put him, you know, put him amongst it because of everything he's had to deal with. Yeah. Three absolutely. ridiculous seasons. Yeah. Um, with yeah, like you said, Ben, circumstances totally out of his control. And it's just again, like you said about Skivo, it's just the way it's happened again. Like, if we'd have known Skivo was leaving the home game before he left and he was there and we had the opportunity to say, thanks, mate, that would have been, you know, I know we, we he'll be back for the Legends game and that type of thing. But then for us to lose Sal in the same way, it's just, oh, it's just depressing. And like you said, can't blame him for it because... If we were in this position and we didn't know where our work was coming from in three months' time, we'd absolutely be taking a job that knew was going to be a bit more certain and, and, you know, know that we were going to have money in three months. It's it's just depressing that we're here, isn't it? It's just... And to think he's going to Woking to do the exact same thing he should be doing with us, planning for next season. Yeah, he's going to go in there, have the rest of the season to take a look at his squad. What do we like? What do we not like? What have we got? What have we not got? 
who can we go and get? Who could we not go and get? Who are we shipping out? And we got we we batter woking every friggin' season. Been yeah. three times this season. I know. I feel like we won't next season now. How do you how do you lift these players up? How? Oh, well, I mean, it, put yourself. That's the got to be the next question. Put yourself in Charlie Lee's boots. What the hell's he gonna do? But so I so I tell you one thing that we can all do, and mm. I'm not saying that we should do. We, we should all do this. Go to Barnet. Many people as can make mm. it. Go to Barnet and just make an absolute racket. It's a great yeah. yeah. Sing everyone's name. Sing Darren Searle's name. There's maybe one person I'd leave out of that. Um, they don't want to sing his name, not in a positive way, anyway. But but yeah, go there, make an absolute racket. Get every. I want nobody to have a voice at the end of that game. That's what we can do. It's a go great show. It's a that, great that's show. That's what we can do. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a really good it's a really good shout. We've got these these four games now that we highlighted. And yeah, you know, I'm the over-optimistic one and the playoffs are still a huge outside mini not going to happen chance. I get it. But these were four opportunities to put in four good performances, regardless of what they ended up meaning. Beat Barnet and then go beat the next three strugglers down at the bottom. Go beat Old Shot Kings Lynn and the Seagull Botherers. I mean... What what a chance off the back of three great wins to make it to seven great wins. <laughs> Ridiculous in a row. A huge week. It's a huge week coming up for um for the senior boys. And we'll learn a lot across the course of the next few days and weeks on how uh, the guys that we've called upon this season react. Wilkinson, Staunton, Diath. We've named them all a hundred times. We'll name them all a hundred more how they react, how they get going, how they pick themselves up and go again, because that's what they've got to do as professionals now for the next three months, despite everything that's going on. Yeah, outrageous, absolutely outrageous uh, that they are, are going to be asked to do that. But they are. And like you said, Dave, the best thing you can do is, is be at Barnet, Aldershot, Kingsland, Weymouth Games and, and just give them everything. Know that we are with them because they've done for us what we've asked for this season. In ridiculous circumstances, they've given us those big days, Stockport, Wrexham, whatever else it is. They've given us those moments. And that's all we need now between now and the end of the season. Whether or not it's good enough for seventh or not, it almost doesn't matter anymore. We deserve moments. They deserve moments. That's the most important thing for me. It really, really is. Yeah. And to keep Woking five points behind us. I think we can be... Have we got to play them again? We've played them no. all the times, haven't we? Good. <laughs> Don't want that. Don't want that happening. No. Um, I think although <laughs> nailed on for the opening day of next season, though, right? <laughs> yeah. I think we c- the only thing we can kind of be you'd like to think we could be optimistic about is that Darren Sal recruited the type of character who you'd like to think is gonna be able to deal with this situation and play through it. Yeah, it's a fair point. You think what they played through last year, which yeah. is gonna be totally ingrained. In them, um, it would just be nice to have some experience, proper experience in the dugout, rather than on the field experience. I mean, it'd be nice to have off the field experience, not in the dugout, <laughs> and <laughs> way up high in the boardroom, wouldn't it? But we haven't got that. No, no. I'll, I'll go on. I, I was going to say. So, do we talk about who oh, the no. long-term replacement is? I was going to ask the same question. Do we, do we assume that Charlie Lee isn't the long-term foreseeable future? 
it's a nicely vague um, length of time, isn't it? And we all know that seven days is three and a half months. So heaven knows what uh, what foreseeable future means. Could be infinity times pi. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Squared. Yeah. Um, can't imagine a um, <laughs> can't imagine a more difficult first job for Charlie Lee, and I dare say he's not going to be. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Our current owner feels like he likes an easy life, so he probably isn't going to be looking for someone to come in. So, well, foreseeable future tells us that, doesn't it? <laughs> How far can we foresee into the future? Well, what we can ask then is we are five hours, four hours removed from learning this information and these thoughts may change almost by the minute, by the hour. First day of next season, who do you want? Who are we thinking? This season, if it becomes a write-off, becomes a write-off. If next, if it goes to be a success, it goes to be a success. First day of next season, I mean, do we have any names? Do we have any thoughts? Do we have people that are we expecting to be involved? I think if the current owner's in charge, the first day of next season is Charlie Lee. That we could, uh, I, th- I think that's what we'll, I think that we'll he do. He's got a contract. No, a contract. But 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 you, you can see that they just kick the can down the road. That seems to be the um the 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 attitude of it, isn't it? Unless unless the great bright new future that we've been promised, um, this vision of the club are, you know, utilising its assets on and off the field or whatever the statement read. Um, last time we heard, we, you know, oh no, wasn't last time because last time we heard from him, he told us that we were um, uh, all to blame for uh, Joe Quigley being sold. But um, yeah, last time, last time we heard from him, he said, I will present the supporters a long-term vision and plan to, imp- to improve this club for future generations. So there you go. Unless it's that, then... It all depends on what the chairman's uh, long-term vision and plan to improve this club for future generations is, doesn't it? Dave's sitting on the fence. Ian, who do you want? What are you thinking? Give me some names. Uh, Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger, he is available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the wife tells me Marcello Bielsa. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I feel we sort of said this before, but <laughs> it feels if... Right, if everything stays the same, you're going to have to, you're going to need, the only person who's going to want to do that job is someone who loves the club and is a legend at the club who is willing to do it for the club. You're not going to just get any old, I wouldn't assume, I wouldn't have thought you'd get any old randomer come in and say, oh yeah, I'll have a crack at this. Like, I think you need someone who cares about the football club. Who's that? Lee Johnson would be nice, wouldn't he? <laughs> Jamie McAllister. Both Mickey Engwell. Mickey Engwell, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, who's, I, the, I, who's the next legend that does the Q&A? Because question number one should be, you got any qualifications, mate? Yeah. You got your A for A? Yeah, you got your badge, A for B? You got your badges. Like. <laughs> well, we spoke to Guy Whittingham the other week. He's out. He, he, he's uh, managed. He coaches he's the coaches. He coaches the coaches. He's out of a job. He's not in management, I should say. He has got a job. He's not. He's just not in management. But yeah, McAllister is is probably a good one. Tony Panic out of work has been long linked um, with the Overtown job. He left. Uh, has left or is leaving his job? He's leaving a hull at the end of the season, isn't he? Uh, yeah. 
some, someone like that. I mean, Tony Pennock, I would say, is legend status. Um, I'd say Jamie McAllister, although he was with us for, you know, a, a shorter period of time, is, is legend status just because of what he achieved in the time he was with us. Um, both got coaching qualifications more than Charlie Lee, and I'm not knocking Charlie Lee here, you know, he's uh, he's a man who's filling the void. So, um, yeah, if, 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 if sitting on the fence was complaining about that there was no strategy for filling this void, then I will randomly pluck Jamie McAllister and uh, Guy Whittingham and uh, Tony Panic out of thin air. I did, have a, I did have a bit of a look. I Googled out-of-work football managers and had a bit of a browse. <laughs> Alan Kirbishley. He was always Kirby in Schley. everything. He's third favourite, yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry Redknapp. Do you, think, do you think we might dare see Harry Kuehl apply for the job? Oh, no. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd no. be hounded out, wouldn't he? Be if he knows what's good for him, he won't. Yeah. Hounded out. Rodrigo, um, Hugo will be waiting for him at the door when he gets out. <laughs> Let's get Turns Hugo back. Hugo yeah. had a manager of purse strings, wouldn't he? He'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bank manager. Or worked <laughs> in a bank, didn't he? Um, Paul Tisdale, sacked at Stevenage. Knows the area, played for the club. Legend at Exeter. Someone else's legend, yeah. Fair enough. Um... <laughs> played like twice, didn't he? I feel like... I feel like... He, he tends... I mean, this may be a little bit of an oxymoron, but he tends to go into clubs that seem to be... A bit more stable. I know he didn't last very long at Stevenage, and now they've put in a crazy man. But fine figure of a man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyone else on your list? Yeah, we can't have Steve Evans. That's good. Oh yeah, don't want Steve Evans. Yeah. Wesley, you can sit down as well, you idiot. Um, <laughs> There's the title, Wesley. You can sit down too, you idiot. <laughs> um. The name. The name that I've said a few times randomly, kind of thinking about it, it, it has been. Like has been uh, and if Bailey Cargill no stop it <laughs> I, I've said it a few times but Nigel Atkins local to the area has taken small clubs in the past obviously very successful at Scunthorpe in a, in a previous incarnation back in 2007 eight, the incarnation nine, um, <laughs> what did Neil what did Nigel Atkins <laughs> come back as <laughs> okay, well he was a physio but then he came back as a manager um <laughs> Left Charlton in between. No, no just <laughs> left Charlton uh, back in the last year. Lives fairly local. Where does he live? I think he's Southampton based from his time there. Uh, but he over Southampton. <laughs> Ish. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there you go. Drive. If you want Neil a name from Neil Warnock has a second home in Bodmin. Get out. <laughs> What's Tony Poulis up to these days? Oh yeah, yes. Tony Poulis. <laughs> Poulis. Pulis. Um, uh Bruce oh. Re- Bruce Rioch lives in Falmouth. Yeah, Ian, Ian knows him. Storage yeah. down the road. Full start, yeah. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky's down the road. Right. We named yeah. enough random people. We we have got some questions, you know. Yeah, these questions were asked pre-announcement, I think, weren't they? Well, well what one <laughs> yeah. one of them one of them was asked um yeah, uh pre, yeah, they were all asked pre uh <laughs> Bargo, but one of them was asked um, with a broken embargo in mind. Ask that one first, then. Okay. <laughs> Deb's Gert is Glover's girl. Posts a link to an article which broke the embargo and said, "Quest load of crap?" Question mark. Yes, they are. Sadly, it's not. The thing is, I think we have. A- 
I can't imagine they were sent. No. They're probably not on the news list to receive no. a statement. So probably no embargo. Um, but somehow it's found its way to them through the people who talk. <laughs> you know yeah. who you are, you classless git. Okay, so that's that one. Uh, Paddy Horsington. Hello, hello, hello. Could this run of good form, good old positive Paddy, I think we can call it now, um, actually be... Oh, bloody hell. Paddy, you've, you've, you've undone yourself here. Could this good run of form actually just be putting our players in the shop window for other clubs to buy them when they're out of contract in the summer? You started so well there, Paddy. <laughs> yes, uh, we, we have it on good authority. Most of them want to go to Woking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to clarify, we don't, have, we, have, we don't have any, on, any, <laughs> any authority, authority or whatever on that. But I can imagine if you play for a football club where you had a good relationship with a manager, if the opportunity comes to go back with that manager, chances are you will probably take the opportunity. And who wouldn't want to live on the... It's working the suburbs of London. Commuter belt, we'll call yeah, it. Yeah, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to live in the commuter belt? It's bloody Pricey. expensive. Pricey, it's bloody yeah. expensive there, yeah. Mainline into Waterloo. You don't want to move there, Charlie. Cost you a fortune, mate. Stay where you are. Or Tom. Or Tom. Don't go. Or Josh. <laughs> or Grant. Or any of you, if or you're Max. listening, don't leave. Lawson. Don't like it. Rubbish. Even Ruben. Yeah. Just stay. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> He's... I, I, haven't, I haven't been asked a question about Ruben Reed, so I haven't given my opinion on him. But... However, there is one about him. Can we do that one next? Go on. You ask it then. Oh, I haven't got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's from Robin Batchelor. Has Ruben Reed shown a enough? scout? Robin Batchelor is a scout who spotted yes. Toby. He spotted something that happened a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> when we, we completely missed it. We completely missed it. Yeah. And the club even tweeted it. It was when it's Ian's fault, I think, because Ben oh, and I were yeah. on our way to Chesterfield. Oh, and yeah. Ian, I was in the garden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ian what was, uh, well, using his screw fix discount, I imagine. But, um, <laughs> I'm being okay. Um, right, has Ruben Reed? And can I just ask, is Ruben Reed R U E B E N or R E U B E N? Which is it? R E U B E N. I thought it was E, but I've seen it written with a U second letter a lot of a lot of times. So, is, okay, right. is the only positive coming out of this news that I don't have to faff, faff about whether or not it's one R and two L's or yeah, two R's never, and one L? Never going to have to worry <laughs> about spelling Sal again. Then. No, no. Um, so, anyway, Robin's question. Has Ruben Reed showed enough in the last two performances to warrant a new deal? Also, does he need to start instead of Fella for the rest of the season to see how good he is at this level? In my opinion, he's not had a proper run of games since his return from injury. Um, see Matt Worthington. Reed needs to do it for the rest of the season. Um, Agreed. I think he he's played well. Well, he's played well the last two games because... We've been able to play Diaz. We've been able to pair him with a, another striker who does a lot of running. We've had things have just clicked, really. Um, yeah, uh, needs to do it a bit more regularly and not when there's nothing on the line and no pressure. Yeah, I think he set his standard now and we want to see that for longer. As for whether or not he should start above Fella, he's in the shirt. He's not done anything wrong for the last couple. Stays in the shirt for me. Yeah. When did Fella last start again? Maidenhead, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh no, no, Dagenham. He started the he? he started the Dagenham game. He came off. But I think he well, 
think he's still carrying an injury. Maybe he looked all right when he he, he looked pretty speedy when he came on on Saturday. Um, seemed to have the bit within his teeth, but yeah, he can't take can't take Reed out at the moment because a lot of the good stuff is going through him and coming from him. So uh, I, I would say on Ruben Reed that I don't think he deserves a contract based on his last two performances, but I would agree with the boys that if he does carry that on for the rest of the season, then he did. And I would just add that uh, <laughs> So at, la- at, the, at the end of last season, and, and I don't uh, go back on anything at all based on two performances, um, Ruben Reed's performances for us last season were not good enough. His goal return was not good enough. I don't think he was good enough last season. Yeah, he's missed most of this season up until that game. Um, the first time he came on in that Barnet game, I think it was, he played two minutes um, in, in, in that game. He's ha- he's not had a full match. In fact, I think he had 19 minutes against Needham Market. He had 88 minutes against Cheddar. Uh, but the, he's only had 90 minutes twice, which was up against Bromley and against Needham Market. Um, so he hasn't had runs of games he hasn't had he's he's had 198 minutes of league football 224.5 minutes of no sorry no beg your pardon 449 minutes of um uh, my briefcase no wait a second i I am but i'm reading this all wrong right in the league he's played 396 this has happened recently yeah (laughs) yeah in 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 the league he's played 396 minutes in sure. all competitions, he's played 449 minutes by my maths, which are poor. <laughs> Why? What are you reading? And does yours include the Somerset Premier Cup? I'm not reading anything, mate. I'm just listening. I'm trying to. Oh right, it. okay, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, in in the league. In the league, he's averaging a goal every 2.2 matches, which is pretty good, now. And in all competitions, he averages a goal every 2.494 matches. So uh, we're, two, we're, two and a half. Judge him on goals. Yeah, we judge him on goals. Yeah. Oh. So I yeah. think Robin, that was but... no and yes. <laughs> yeah, no and yes. Yeah. But all I would say is Ruben Reed, all I ever wanted him to do was score goals and perform in the way he has performed over the last two games. And I don't think last season he did enough of that. And I still stand 100% behind my expletives that I threw his way for that <laughs> lack of effort at the end of the Notts County game. I, I do not, do not, if he scored 30 goals a season, I, I, I don't think that that's, uh, that's good enough for a professional footballer. So, there we go. Next question, please. <laughs> with us unable to catch stock, uh, so Andrew Foot, um, with us unable to catch Stockport at the top of the table, when do we start resting players so they are fresh for the playoffs? <laughs> oh, Andrew. Once we're, once we're through the Somerset Premier Cup final, and only then. Got to make it first now. We? We, have, we have got to make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some might see that final as Jerry Gill's uh, appointment interview. No, oh, there you go. That's one you didn't mention. There you yeah. go. Not sure he's quite legend status, although he was a very good player. And Lee Ian? Morris. What's Lee Morris up to these days? That is a great question. Yeah. That is a great question. He's uh, kicking it over in the States. I, 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 I imagine he's just watching that, that bit of the video where Wes Morgan falls mm-hmm. over again and again and again and again. I yeah. Okay. But yeah. 
Someone should question. someone should speak to him on a podcast. I, that would be what what a podcast that would be. Mm. Wouldn't that be really entertaining? Maybe it should come out the first week of April. I think it should. That would be a really good time to come yeah. out with an interview and, with Lee Morris. But does that give enough time before the end of the season for him to appear in the Alex Stock Lounge? He can be the first Q&A of next season, as you know, that's what happens. Okay. All right. Um, next question. There's only one more. Uh, and the, the, the title this is Soylent Green 196. And it says, it's people. I don't know why. There's an exclamation mark at the end of that. Um, would finishing in the top 10 this season be miraculous, about right, or deeply disappointing? If you think that's deeply disappointing, then you've got high expectations. About right. If we finished in the top ten, based on our um, predictions at the start of this season, so talking about me and Dave here, it would be above above our expectations, wouldn't it? Yeah, hundred percent above expectations. Hundred percent, not even. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, that's that, it then that is all our the, questions that's the questions but uh, I mean it, uh, it doesn't feel real because it's not properly been announced yet does it it feels a bit naughty doesn't it yeah it feels a bit naughty on our part well, it does so we've only, we've only spoken to each other I wonder what we it's going to be an interesting few days what are we going to be down. talking about by the time we get to next Thursday Anything and everything. Um, it's a big week anyway. We obviously we do have the actual anniversary of Lee's passing, which is a very difficult, tough day for all concerned. Um, we will have Charlie Lee's first press conference as a football manager at some point as well, Thursday or Friday. Um, yeah, it's going to be weird, isn't it, Barnet? Charlie Lee's green and white army. We've got. A, I'll be there. I think the long and short of it is we've got a club that needs saving desperately. I mean, we've we've needed it for a while, but never more so now. Please, and we mean this with genuine, genuine help and honesty now. But please come and talk to us. Come and talk to us on the pod if you want. I don't care. Come and talk to us. Tell people what's going on. This football club needs a little help right now, and it's yeah. But Dave is going to be there on Saturday, and I think Dave is absolutely spot on. Get behind Charlie Lee. Get behind the lads, and give them everything because that's kind of all we can control at the moment. And as sad as that is, Charlie Lee's Green and White Army. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.